right, we are back. My next guest is standing by, patiently waiting, Nama Bloom. Good morning, Nama. Good morning, Janine. So glad to be here. Oh, my pleasure. I was so intrigued. I had to watch the videos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First moon party in Camp Gino. I mean, and you got over 41 million views for first moon party. And these were so clever because this is sometimes such an obviously delicate topic with teens. And how did you start this? Um, Well, you know, originally I just was trying to start a business where I sent tampons and pads through the mail. And mm-hmm. um, as I started talking to people and doing research, one of the things that I um, that kept coming up was uh, how difficult the transition of puberty was, both from a parent's perspective and a kid's perspective. Mm-hmm. And as I dug into it more, what I realized was people are either not having a good conversation with their children or they're having a conversation but it's so on the surface and uh, girls are learning from their friends and I wanted to uh, do something funny that sort of shed light on the need for conversations between parents and their kids and it's so funny and and so I mean it was spot on I just thought it was just perfect tell me about your book because uh, this is a great book Thank you. So the book um, came from this uh, insight where people just aren't having conversations that are meaningful enough for girls and Mm -hmm. also that the world has changed pretty dramatically since most of the books that we buy today have been written. Um, You know, the more I ran my business, the more I heard from parents and from girls themselves. And sometimes the questions, especially from the girls, were so basic that I really was in shock um, getting these emails from girls. And I realized someone needs to just tell it like it is to them. And as parents, you know, I'm 45, so it's been a long time since I was in puberty. Mm-hmm. But um, you forget a lot of things. And because I was in the space and I was hearing it constantly, I felt like I was in a better position to explain it. Because, you know, the first time you use a tampon, you may be 12, 13, or 14, but as a parent, as a you know, 30 or 40-year-old woman, it's become second nature. So you don't necessarily know to explain, for instance, that the tampon itself is the little cotton thing inside the applicator. Right. Like that's a really obvious thing where girls see the whole applicator and they think that's what's supposed to stay right. inside of them. They Scary. just don't know. Scary, yeah. And um, we forget we forget what it was like. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much um, in the world today um, where girls and boys, for that matter, are exposed to so much imagery, um, whether it's posted by celebrities on Instagram or even their friends. Mm-hmm. And that imagery is so confusing if you don't have a guide to help you process it. Right. And, you know, kids get misleading information from their friends and um, that's what I really like about your book. I, I do want to mention that you touch on a lot of different topics in your book, birth control mandate, human rights, gender taboos. How did you decide on these different things? Well, you know, the thing is kids are exposed to much more than as parents we want to think they're exposed to. Mm-hmm. And um, what we wanted to do was really answer questions that were um, common among kids and you know, also acknowledge that our girls are much more sophisticated than we give them credit for being, and we needed to talk to them openly. Um, First and foremost, the most important thing is that they have access to Google, and they go on Google, and they end up in a rabbit hole of really um, bad information or information that could be harmful for them, and we felt like we should just answer these questions so that they had it in a safe place. 
I think it's great. I, I love even the uh, videos where they have the kids get, you know, these boxes of, mm-hmm. you know, different things, and it, it makes it so it's not so intimidating. Yeah, and, you know, that's the thing is, like, now I've been getting my period for 30 years. I think I'm on the other side, and it's very much just common nature. But the yes. first few times, it really feels like a big deal, and um, it's scary, and it's also exciting. And that was sort of the other thing that we wanted to acknowledge is it's not something to dread. It's something that when a girl is in that space, and you see it in the in Camp Gyno and First Moon Party in the videos, when the girls are in that space, they actually really want this to happen mm-hmm. often. They're excited about it. Yes. And, you know, that's great. It's us as grown-ups that are telling them, ugh, don't be excited, this is a curse, right? Exactly. So um, <laughs> we also wanted to make it a bit more positive um, because, you know, this adolescence is just a super complicated time of life, yes. and the more information, the easier. And I feel, I love the whole uh, design and layout of, of the book. You you talk about a lot of things, not just periods, but puberty and what to expect. And were you involved in every step of the design of this? Yeah, so um, we really came up with sort of the table of contents first and everything mm-hmm. came from there. But it was super important that it wasn't just about getting your period and that the book... Um, provided historical and cultural context for girls about um, what it's like to be a woman in this world. Mm-hmm. And that was that is, I think, sort of the difference between this book and others. So, for instance, there's a whole chapter on pubic hair that has a ton of illustrations because, you know what, pubic hair, believe it or not, has styles and fashion, and our girls are seeing it. And we wanted to explain to them this is how the world is um, looking at your body, and you get to choose what you want to do, and what you choose to do is the right thing. Right. But, you know, it's hard to know that if you don't see historical context of a few hundred years and see what's changed and understand mm-hmm. that things are just fashion and trend. Uh, one of the things I want to bring up is in the back you have a Q&A with a doctor, Dr. Lori Evans, psychologist, and it says mm-hmm. one of the questions um, somebody posed is, if I'm sad, does that mean I have depression? And I, I like right. what you said here. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you know, this is sort of an important thing. We didn't want to um, diagnose kids, but we want kids to understand when they really need to raise their hand and ask for help mm-hmm. and when it's just part of normal life. And, you know, we, we in the book, many times refer kids to talk to their grown-up. Um, but, you know, it's really confusing. It, like I said, kids today are exposed to so much more than we were exposed to as children. The media that they consume is so different. When I was growing up, we watched shows that were tailored to kids. And today, the lines are so blurry between what media is made for grown-ups and what media is made for 12- and 13-year-olds and even the books. Um, that they're reading, the young adult fiction. And so it was important for us to explain that, you know, sadness is normal and your hormones um, may cause some fluctuation in your feelings, as will your brain development, but you need to be able to identify if you're really in a loop that you need to talk to someone you trust. Yes, yes. Um, you know, because I, I remember being kind of depressed not kind of. I was depressed as a kid, and there's so many things that go on with school and your social life and how you're feeling, and you don't feel great about yourself, and you feel ugly, and you got those ugly braces. <laughs> and yeah. You just, you know, it's normal. It's all normal. It's part of the, you know, rocky ride. 
Yeah, it's totally normal. And that's why, you know, the other thing that is different about this book is we have a lot of testimonials from girls and women about their experience going through puberty. And, um, you know, even at the end, we have a whole chapter just on friendships um, because it is a really tough ride. Those few years can be really difficult for some kids. And, you know, it's very hard for it to be smooth sailing for everyone. And we wanted to acknowledge that you're not alone in these feelings. They're so universal. I mean, I've spoken to thousands of women and girls, and it's universal that you feel awkward and uncomfortable during that period and like everyone's eyes are you on you and you know you really have to understand that everyone is feeling the exact same way absolutely now i i think i heard that you're going to be speaking in new york at um the blog her event is that correct uh you know what i am not planning on it right now then maybe i'm miss i'm thinking of a different event because i heard about you uh probably through an online event, and uh, yeah. I was so intrigued to have you on. Yeah, so I have spoken at BlogHer okay. in the past, um, so that could be why. That's probably but why. But yeah, no, yeah. not planning on this one. So tell me, where can people find out more about you? Um, so I have a website, namabloom.com, and um, there is also a website, helloflow.com, which I no longer operate, but it has incredible uh, information about women's health. Okay. And then, of course, the book is available on Amazon and at all your local booksellers, Hello Flow, the guide, period. Before we wrap up, give maybe the listeners a couple key things you would like them to take away from this book. Um, well, first and foremost, that going through puberty is something that a kid ideally will do with a trusted grown-ups, their parent, hopefully, um, and that it should just be a conversation that continues on and on. And the other thing is it starts earlier than you need, than you believe it needs to start, so don't wait. It's okay to answer your kids' questions when they're seven and eight about mm-hmm. your body in an incredibly straightforward way because then your kids know that you're always there to have these conversations. That's really sort of the biggest thing is there's such a sense of isolation and that no one understands, and you have to normalize the conversation. Oh, yes. And I remember the feeling of, like, everybody had their period but me, you know? And I love that. That's why I love that video, you know, the little girl. I'm not going to give it Mm -hmm. away. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Mention your YouTube videos one more time. Uh, One is called... Camp Gyno, and the other one is called uh, First Moon Party. There's a number that are also for people uh, beyond puberty, but uh, if you go to YouTube and type in HelloFlow, you can see them all. All right, fantastic. Nama, thank you so much for calling into the show. It's been great having you on. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Have Have a great great day. day. You too. Bye-bye. That was Nama Bloom calling in. She's the founder of HelloFlow, and we were talking about her book, HelloFlow, The Guide, period. If you missed any part of this, uh, I will have all of my uh, conversations up in my show blog, but not until later on this evening. Uh, but the show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock. We'll take a little break, and then I have another guest calling in, and, uh, and I think you'll really enjoy the second half of the show as well. Uh, again, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. 